time for illegal ham in the face. But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? What's going on, everybody? I am that fat guy. I am here in the Fat Boy Studio with my cousin Vinny. Hey, good morning. And we are getting Bri via Zoom on here, so there he is. Bri is here, Big Bri from beautiful Medina, Ohio. What's going on, bud? What's up? Oh, not much. We uh, had a little technical difficulty. So, right now, uh, we first off got to thank the uh, Foundry Social for last week, Bri. Uh, It was a great time. Great people, great place. They took care of us. G. Whaley there, the owner. Uh, if you haven't seen our live, go check it out. It's on Twitter at, at Ham Illegal. It's on our Facebook page, and it's on our YouTube channel. So please go check it out. We already got over a 1,000 views on it. So anything to help out these businesses, please take care of it. But right now, before we get into our shout-outs, Brian, we have a very, very special guest that I have got to bring on with us. So let me pause real quick, buddy. Let me pause this real quick. Big Bri, got a special guest for you. One of our friends, one of our co-workers, John, the teacher man, Gardena, is on with us. And he is going to talk about a very special project that him and five of your buddies, I believe, yeah. are doing. They're doing a, what is it, a 4 by 4 by 48 John, why don't you tell everybody what you're actually doing? Well, it's not lumber. Because uh, Adam Adam's not involved in this project, okay? All right. Well, we know Adam's not involved because it has to do with running. That's why we're not involved because we don't run. We roll a little bit, but we don't run. That's right. Well, leave the running to me. All right. So uh, this project, or actually, I'm running for the Wounded Warrior Project. Um, that's what we're raising money for. The actual run itself is we're going to run four miles every four hours for 48 hours. No kidding. So we will start. Uh, and the guys that I'm with, they are from Maine, uh, Tennessee, and North Carolina. So it all happened through Instagram, kind of communicated with each other. So this uh, this challenge by David Goggins, who's the, the mastermind behind it, former Navy SEAL. And if you, no one knows David Goggins, just go to YouTube and type his name in, and you will get some in-your-face motivation of how to be a man. Okay. Have you guys heard of David Goggins before? I have not, but I need to get in touch with him then. Oh yeah, he'll he'll make you feel like uh like a little wimp, I'll just tell you that way. Well, I <laughs> am a little wimp. You, we already discussed this, John. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you're a tough guy. Come on now. You in love with So I this is this is an amazing thing you're doing. And you know, we we do this sh- little podcast we do to kind of help out people that are doing great things and you know something this is a great thing because we love our troops and i have been to many of golf outings for the wounded warrior project and have been part of it so i wanted to bring you on to talk about it because 
it's an amazing event you guys are doing and you know you guys are raising a lot of money for that project um can you let everybody know how to get a hold of you for donations and all that stuff yeah uh the best way to get a hold of me is uh through instagram uh, my name is just j g r d i n a o four uh in once you click on me uh, i'll accept you and then you can just click on my uh my profile and it's right in there in my profile uh you could also look me up on facebook just john gardina and then if you guys are able to put the link on your uh facebook page as well that'd be awesome for the listeners just uh just send it to me sure. and i'll be able to uh if you put it on your facebook buddy i uh, will share it on all of them oh, that'd be perfect i'll send it to you later today buddy all right so uh also teacher man you are a browns fan and a tribe yes, fan sir. all right yes and Absolutely. did you actually see our live show when we were down at the foundry with all that food? I did see all that food and it looked amazing. Oh my Lord. It was great. So what we're doing today is we're having you on first and we got insight Indians, Indians baseball insider, Justin Latta coming on with us a little later to talk some tribe and talk yeah. some minor league ballpark foods. But yeah. we, I wanted to ask you before we got off of here, is there any place that we had, we haven't set up a March place yet. Is there yeah. any place that we got to kind of check out that we should go to to see if we can't get in for a live show for our March show? In, in the Cleveland area, you're saying? In the Cleveland area. Somewhere northeast Cedar, Ohio. We, we've been down. Cedar Lee Pub. That's our place, right? Well, well Cedar Lee Pub shut down, didn't it? Oh, it did. get out of here. Did, yeah. oh, so, I mean, is there is there a little dive bar or a place that you know that would accept three fat guys and a one and a half fat guy? Well, there's a there's a place that has been in business for many years. So it's well, O'Reilly's Pub on Lee Road. That's that's there. Okay. Uh, there's Parnell's, which is a real famous pub in the, in the Cleveland Heights area. That's on Cedar Road. Okay. Uh, it's another place that'd be probably a nice venue to go to. All right, so um, we got two places yeah. on the east side that we got to look into. Vinny, did you write those down? We got O'Reilly's, and what was the other one? Uh, Parnell's. Parnells. All right, we'll see what we can do for our live show. See if we can't get the fat boys on the east side, Brian. What and, do you think? And actually, there's yeah, one more. John Boy comes out. Uh, new, we we actually used to play for them in softball before I retired. It's, uh, new New Heights Grill, which is on Lee Road as well. All right, New Heights Grill also. So we got three and, good places, huh? All right, well, Johnny G, thank you, buddy. I am so so glad to have you on, especially with this thing you're doing, and you and, know. Let me know what the hand boys can do for you. All right. We we're behind you 100%. We support all this stuff that you're doing because it's absolutely for a great cause. It, it is. And I would just say, you know, I, I'm just thankful to be one part of the, living in this great country Two, never been able to serve. But, you know, the biggest thing that I always had is respect for our, our veterans um, and anything I could do to help them and you guys the same way. I would be greatly appreciated, uh, and I will send you that link. And I think that's the best way for people on your show to get a hold of donating for this great cause is just click on that link, and it can be even if it's ten bucks, doesn't matter. It's I just will. That you know it's going to a good cause. Yeah, why don't you why don't you text it to me, and I can actually blow it out on our Twitter, YouTube, and all of them. So that okay, way, yeah, it's I'll all taken you. care of. All right. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jared. All right, John. Thank you so much for coming on with us, buddy. Have fun. All right, and tell Gigi we said happy birthday. Is it Gigi's birthday? <laughs> oh, yeah. Big 11. 
Big 11. Oh, yeah. All right. So oh, tell her we said now. happy birthday. All right, Jared. Thanks, Brian. All right, John boy. You have a good one. We appreciate you. All right. That was John Gardina. She was doing a special project. And you know something? We've, we've known John for years. I mean, years, Brian. And for him mm-hmm. to do something like this, it's something special. So once I get all the links and everything and send everything out, if you could, please donate to it. Because it is for a great cause. It really is. And, you know, if right. it wasn't for me and Brian kind of having this little platform that we have to help out people because, you know, it's helped us out so much. So, John, thank you so much for coming on. Well, boys, we are officially in episode 43. Let's get this show started, huh? How about it? All right. So we got to get our shout outs. And I already said our first shout out was Foundry Social down in Medina. That place was absolutely amazing. We stuck around for like what another two hours, two to three hours afterwards. Closed it down basically. I think we, they we, shut it uh, yeah. at we, ten o'clock, and we we're one of the last ones left. We played trivia. We played pool. We played video games. We did cornhole. We were there for the only thing we couldn't do is we couldn't get on those go carts. But that's because yeah, they're 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 responsible adults. That's why. Because if they would have put us behind those things, it would have been like uh, Smash Bros. It'd be Mario Kart. We'd just smash it into everything. <laughs> I'm ready for round or Donkey two. Kong. Yeah, Brian, Vinny's already ready for round two. <laughs> oh yeah, come on down. We'll have to do. We'll have to do a, a Wednesday or Thursday since we saw what they got going on on Tuesday nights. And if, trivia. Yeah, the, uh, it's hard to beat half price appetizers though. Where oh, no. we go? We had a and those appetizers were a bomb. We had that pulled yeah, pork tater tater skin. That, the, the meat that was my number one. Oh, the meatballs were so good. The devil eggs. Meatballs were great. Oh, yeah, the oh, devil yeah. eggs. The potato skins were gigantic. The potato skins were the size of uh, snow skis. <laughs> I know. They were yeah, huge. And, and the devil eggs snuck up with me the next day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Ma- Mama, Mama wasn't happy. <laughs> she goes, what did you eat? I'm like, I apologize, honey. I'm so sorry. <laughs> did you tell her what didn't I eat? Uh, I did tell her that, and she started laughing. She goes, you're horrible. I'm like, I know, honey. I know. So, uh, Bri, is there any other shout-outs you want to shout-out, bud? Yeah, I shouted them out last week. I'll shout them out again this week. It's the Medina Home and Garden Show. It's uh, this weekend, Saturday the 6th, Sunday the 7th, and they're doing it virtually this year because of COVID. They can't get together. So if you want to go, if you want to just stop in, it's totally free. You do have to register, though. Um, So... Go to medinahomeandgardenshow.com and register. And like I said, I mean, you're not out any money in case you only stay for 5, 10, 20 minutes. You might as well check it out. Shoot, you could do it while you're on the toilet on Saturday morning or something if you wanted to. So go there, see all the different uh, vendors they have. Start getting into, we finally got some nice weather out there. So start getting your spring plans in order. And uh, yeah. Check it out. Get some uh, expert uh, personnel telling you exactly what you need to do. And, yeah, do it from your own home. Go Saturday, go Sunday, go both days, whenever it's convenient for you in your own home, on your phone. Check it out, medinahomeandgardenshow.com. All right. And we also got – we forgot to shout out the Friday Boys, Kyle, everybody showing up right. with us, having a good time with us. We appreciate you guys coming out. We missed you guys. It was – it was good seeing everybody that came out. Even Kyle. Even oh, Kyle. Kyle was giving right. me crap on Monday, Brian. You weren't there. He was like, he goes, wait, you didn't even talk about me? I'm like, all right, Kyle, we'll talk about you, all right? 
So I was uh I was also texting with Jeff and he he was pretty bummed to miss it, but he's still a couple hours away, so we'll have to get him out next time. That's all right. We'll get him out next time. He'll be closer for him on the east side if we get something set up on the east side. So sure. All right, Vinny, right. you got any shout outs, bud? Uh on a little bit of a softer note actually, uh you know, I'd like to shout out my grandfather, Vic. He um he ended up passing away and uh, you know, at least he's uh, he's up there in heaven with my grandmother now, so I'm very happy about that. So sorry to to bring the mood down real it's, quick. It's but, all right, bud. You know, just had to shout him out for sure. Prayers to the family, buddy. Yep. Thank you. That's Thoughts and prayers to you and your family, Vinny. God, thank you. He was what eighty nine, eighty six, eighty six. Yep, eighty six. And that's definitely a good life. And as long as you keep those memories, that's a good thing, right? Oh yeah, great memories. That's uh, for sure. Alright, well boys, we gotta get into our show Alright, so it's Brian's turn for trivia, right? Yes it is Let me let me bring up our trivia music Because we haven't played that in forever Because we're doing a live show It's not that I can't do it, it's just It's weird, you know, trying to do that Nobody else hears it, we're all laughing at each other So <laughs> let me Let me bring up our As soon as I get my fingers to work Because that's great Here is our trivia music Alright, Big Bri It's your turn for trivia I gave you one last week So, yep. what you got for me this week, big fella? Well, I feel a little guilty for this one Because I kind of stole it um, You and I are both Big into sports talk radio. One of my favorite shows is Saturday morning, Marty McGee, and they were talking about this one. So I kind of knew it already, but they were they were starting to talk about uh, what schools, what colleges have won both a uh, men's basketball national title and a well football national title. So there's a handful of schools that have won both basketball and football championships. There's only one school that's ever done it in the same year. You, Give me that school. You're trolling, Dale. You What? Uh, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're trolling. It's all right. This is history. Yeah, uh-huh. You're I just, don't know. Do you know? Yeah, I'm I, not going to give you the answer. I, know. You, you I know. know. You're trolling. It's okay. I get it. It's I'm not, fine. I'm, not, just, I'm not trolling. Just this come is, right back at relevant. me. Just come back right back at me with the hate. It's okay. Like we haven't already mm-hmm. lost like three in a row since we played Michigan. All right, we're this basketball came, team's this doing... came up on Saturday morning, and I did. thought, man, that's a great trivia. Oh question. yeah, that's a great trivia question. To dig the knife into Jared. Vinny, no, maybe if you don't if you don't want to answer, maybe Vinny can. Oh good lord, get out of here with that. All right, all right, we'll bring it up here at the end of the show, like we always do. <laughs> So let's get into, real quickly, before we bring our other guests on, we got to get into, first off, the uh, Cleveland Browns missed out on the big free agent again, which was J.J. Watt. And from their sources, conflicting sources, saying that they offered him the most money, there's other ones saying that they didn't offer him that much money, blah, 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 it doesn't matter. So J.J. Watt, guess what, we don't have to talk about him anymore, he's an Arizona Cardinal right now. And I feel he bad. Sucks. For him. He sucks. He was overrated, anyways. Yeah, we didn't want him. We, we didn't. didn't. Want him. Heck no. Heck no. So, Brian, bring the whole team down. What's next? What's next for the Browns? Who are we, are we looking at? Yeah. Von Miller now. Uh, like I got into a little bit last week. I don't know. 
Yeah, Von Miller's nice. We talk about all these big names, but I don't. At the end of the day, I don't know if the Browns will really sign any big names um, in free agency just what, because they well, are. Well, there's a whole bunch of good pass rushers out there, though. I mean, you got the Gok. Yep. The, uh, I can't even say his last name. The Gokway is that what it is? Oh yeah, yeah, Yannick Gokway. Um, you got Carl Lawson. You got Shaq yep. Barrett. You yep. got you got yep. you got some decent people out there. Plus, they got a a uh, Tampa Bay linebacker that's out there too that people have been rumbling about too levante david levante david so i mean there's there's people out there i they got to make a splash of free agency but i don't think it's going to be as big as a splash as what we think but i think it's going to be bigger than it was last year with like the one-year deals the prove-it deals i think they're going to sign one of those guys to a decent deal to either play a side garrett or play a side ward with whatever you know I have a feeling it's either going to be the front or the secondary, the, what they're going to go after free agency. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think with the salary cap maybe being a little lower this year because of COVID and everything, I don't, maybe it wasn't the best idea to sign a big name free agent to all this money because let's be honest, what what J.J. Watt get, $15 million a year? Uh, technically, half, well, like that. no, no, no. 16? Technically, he got twenty three guaranteed, so it was about twelve guaranteed. Yeah, right. but, but he it still was got like it. So it's a two year deal for thirty one million yeah. or thirty two million. But I mean, so, that is yeah, if he lives up to maybe, it. Maybe it wasn't maybe possibly the best idea to sign him, even though we all got stars in our eyes thinking Miles Garrett and JJ Watt and. There's reports today, I don't know if you heard it, that the Browns, some people said the Browns gave him more money than yeah. uh, what, what Arizona did. And I don't know if that's true or not, but my hunch would be that the Browns just offered him a one-year deal because I think that probably would have been the smart thing to do. Anyways, I hope they did because we've talked in the past and we'll talk in the future about all the money that we owe to our already current Good players and Nick yeah, Chubb, you, you Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett. You could have front loaded uh, that contract so well. You could have just been like, "Here, we're going to pay you twelve million the first yeah. year," and be like, "Yeah, on the second. Yeah, and, and maybe, and maybe they tried to do something like that. Um, but I think, at the in my opinion, at the end of the day, I think JJ Watt just. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say he's gotten soft, but I don't think he wanted to play in cold weather. I think oh, he yeah. enjoys. You know, staying down south, staying where it's nice out, not having the pressure of winning every single year. He can pull an Emmett Smith. He can go to Arizona. He can enjoy Scottsdale and all the nice weather and enjoy the winter there and just kind of ride off into the sunset because this does not strike me as a decision to where he wants to win a championship in his career. Maybe he thinks higher about of Kyler Murray than I do, and maybe – um uh, DeAndre Hopkins kind of convinced him that that was the place to be. I don't know, but uh, I I think Buffalo, the teams we were th- hearing about, Buffalo, Green Bay, and Cleveland, I think all three of them would have been better options than uh than Arizona. Well, the the other thing is you don't know what he's doing in his personal life. Like I'm not going to hate on him. The only thing that I no, worry about, I don't. The only thing I worry about now, Bry, and it this has happened to us twice now, is. We we shelled out enough money for a clowny and he said no, and now we've shelled out mm-hmm. enough money for another superstar. And let let's be honest, he is a name and a superstar. Now, granted, if he plays like it right. or not, but that's two swings and misses for the Cleveland Browns 
people in free agency for big names. And that's, it's got to be concerned a little bit, bud. It's got to be really concerned. It's so it doesn't have me too concerned because I think if you really think of it, it kind of makes sense. Nobody's just, the Browns have been so bad for so long. People aren't just going to flip the switch and, oh, yeah, now the Browns are one of the best uh, franchises in the NFL. It's going to take time to compete on a consistent basis before you are convincing these free agents, these high-dollar free agents, that, hey, let's go to Cleveland. There's something special there. So, I mean, in all reality, um, when he's got that many suitors and the Browns just can't crazy overpay them, I'm not too surprised that maybe he didn't feel comfortable coming to Cleveland. He really has no ties to Cleveland. So yeah. I and, and somebody else brought this up a couple weeks ago, and I thought it was a good point that we saw how hard he was campaigning for his brother, TJ Watt, to win Defensive Player of the Year this past year. Yeah. And do you think he really wants to go and compete against him a couple times a year and also – TJ Watt's biggest rival right now as a pass rusher is Miles Garrett. Does he want to go help Miles Garrett and teach him everything he knows to become this great pass rusher to surpass in some people's minds TJ's uh, ability right now? I don't know if he would have. So that was just, I don't know if that had anything to do with his decision or not, but um, that was something that kind of struck me and made me say, well, who knows? Maybe not. Maybe he didn't want to, uh, to, put his brother on blast like that but uh yeah i we're fine without him i mean we'll move on we'll be fine the one thing it does do for me is right now it makes a defensive end or pass rusher that's the browns highest need right now because you have no other than miles garrett you have nobody yeah you have adrian claiborne who's a broke down 34 sure. years old who still can do stuff on 15 20 snaps a game but other than that, I don't think Porter Gustin's stepping right in and being a, a huge impact player at your other defensive end. So if we don't get anybody in free agency, we're going to have to address it in the draft and hopefully in the first round. Okay. Well, yeah, that's what the plan is. I mean, that's, I, I mean, those that you don't know, I, I co-host the Browns table at eight o'clock, which is going to go live on Tuesdays at eight. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight is. You know, what, what's the need there at 26? You know, it's been a while. I think it's 26, right? 26, yep. So, you know, it's it's one of those things that we, uh, you know, could, it, it's got to be a defensive lineman or secondary. I, I don't, it's, it's got to be. I don't see a linebacker unless it's the linebacker they want. But they can't, right. re they can't reach for a linebacker. And that's just my philosophy with it because. Linebacker is kind of like getting to the point now where it's kind of like the uh, wonderful uh, running back situation where you can do it by committee if you get decent enough linebackers. They don't have to be great, but they can be good. But that's just my yeah, personal opinion. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I've kind of been saying it all along that we have young, talented linebackers that we still don't fully know what we have in them. I know everyone wants to right off Matt Wilson because he had a bad year last year coming off an injury. I mean, his, his rookie year, he overperformed last year. Maybe he underperformed a little bit. Give him a full off season, you know, talky talky made some plays last year. You know, as we see every five seconds on ESPN um, and, and Jacob Phillips is, they say 
in the NFL, you don't make any greater strides than what you make from your first year in the NFL to your second year. So, we'll so give him time to mature. And I don't think we have to sell out to get a great linebacker. Now, I look at our defensive line. I think that's where we, we need it the most because we're without Vernon. I mentioned the other couple guys. I don't think any of them can really be an impact starter. I also hear now that they're maybe thinking about letting Sheldon Richardson go, what? which I think would be a huge mistake. I think it would be too. You're also, he's you're also letting go this year. probably Ogan Joby. Oh, so, yeah. I, no. I think I meant to bring this up. Maybe I should have mentioned this to you before. I think next week we need to do a, a deep dive into Brown's free agency because we got a lot of role players to resign and there's a lot of impact players out there in free agency that they could bring in. And we're not that far away. I think I heard today that a uh, free agency starts like 13th or 14th of March. So we're 10, 11 days away from that. Um, and, and it'll all start happening pretty quickly after that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bri, we got to quickly, we'll do that next week. We'll do the free agents next yep. week. All right. Yep. We'll get into that more. All right. So we got to quickly move into the Cavs who finally, finally, one, they're on a winning streak right now. Yeah. Hey, not one, not, not two, two, not, not three. Is it four games four. now? Four. four. Holy cow! Hey, I feel like Lou Brown in Major League Two. Is it Major League Two? He goes, if we get two in a row tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. <laughs> like that's what I kind of feel like. What's going on right now with the Cavs? But they're playing better. Right. Defense is looking a little bit better. Plus, they're playing crappier teams. So we do this swing out, but. but but Saturday night they beat the number one seed in the East in overtime, right? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought went off in overtime. Yeah, because I thought Embiid had a chance to win it there at the end of regulation, and he missed a shot. Then you know we came back and won in overtime. So hey, Cavs, okay. you're young. Keep trying. Keep building momentum. That's what you got to do, right? This is this is typical. Typically, what happens with uh with the young teams? You're up and down. You have one week where you went four in a row and you beat the number one seed in your conference, and you have two weeks where you can't even compete for a win. So we're there, we're on our track, but um, you know, it's just not going to happen overnight. It might not happen this year, making the playoffs or even getting to that play-in tournament. But um, yeah, one or two more pieces, keep developing them. They'll be fine. They just they're like. Ever since we lost LeBron for the last 20 years when we've been without LeBron, we're one superstar away. Yep. And, you know, something that's nice to see the young talent kind of rebound a little bit because normally when you get in that mode, it's kind of like tank mode, Brian. It's, you know, <laughs> it can be a very, very long time, like we've all known. But it, it's nice right. to see Jared Allen. It's nice to see Colin playing really good. It's nice to see Garland finally coming to a little bit of a four. Yeah, how about that? And, you know, and at that point in time, you got your three guys. We still got to get rid of the guys that are kind of holding it back. But also, that winning streak started with our favorite player coming back, Brian. Matthew Della Vadova is back on the bench coaching. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's oh, coaching. He, oh, yeah, okay. he, he no, he came <laughs> back. He came back from his injury and he's just sitting on the sidelines helping him out. So it, it's nice that yeah. hey, I'm I'm sorry. I'm short, I'm fat, I'm white. Yeah, I love Matthew Delvadova. Yeah, Aaron Craft. Are you saying Matthew Delvadova's fat? Are you calling him fat? No, I'm calling me fat. I'm not saying oh. he's fat. 
<laughs> I just, hey, little guy's got to win. Not all of us are seven you. foot two. All right. Some so of, some of us are five eight. Think the other, I was trying to think the other day, do we have anybody left from the championship team that is actually playing? Kevin Love. Oh, no, not playing. No. Playing. No. Yeah, no. Chetty? Del- Delian. Chet- Love. Chetty? No, he did not play. Well, he didn't he, play, was he but he was, he was on the team. He just didn't was play. He on the team? Yeah, because I think he was in the G League. Oh, well, so he's not on the team. He's still got a G-League. ring, right? Everybody gets a ring. Was he on the roster for the finals? I have no clue. Probably not. We'll have to, we'll have to look at that. I well, don't know. Next trivia question, you know, instead of the crap ones you keep sending me, but, you know, we'll go what with are that. What are you talking about? Yeah, you know, we'll get Jordan, into that Bring later. back Jordan McRae. I love that guy. <laughs> he was a stud. I, I, Th- I those. Well, when we would when we would clinch the conference or the division, and we had like two or three games at the end of the year, Jordan McRae would put up like thirty five and eleven. Yeah, then he wouldn't he do anything stud. next time. He could play. He could ball though. All right, bring him back. Well, hey, let's pause this real quick and bring in our special guest. You ready? All right. All right. Let's pause it for a second, bud. Well, Bry, our special guest is here. Uh, Joe Bear came through the clutch with us and introduced us to our next guest who writes for IndiansBaseballInsider.com, Justin Latta. Did I say the last name right? Because you tried to pronounce, is it Latta or Latta? You nailed it. No, you got it right. All right. There it is. So he's here. He's here to talk some tribe with us today. We're all excited to talk tribe. And the first thing I got to ask right out of the gate is... What the heck happened this off season? You know, we get rid of we get rid of Cookie, we get rid of Lindor. We all Cookie was a surprise for me at least. It was a surprise for Joe Bear when we were talking. Lindor, we knew was gone, but you know, you sit there and you bring in what they brought in and everything. So what's what's this uh, 2021 Indians team going to look like? Is it going to be similar to last year, or are we going to take a little bit of a drop off? I think it could go a number of ways. Like it's there's going to be a lot of variance. Like if you look at the the Vegas win totals, I think they're projected to be like around 82, 84. I think I've seen, yeah, I think I've seen 80 even or 81. I think it could go a lot of ways. It's going to be a younger team than they've had. They continue to get younger. They've been younger every year, I think, going back to 2018. So uh, 2019, they were much younger. 2018, they were younger in 2017. So they're going in a younger direction. So it's been kind of this slow retool. I won't I won't call it a rebuild because they haven't, you know, stripped down to the studs. They they have a good farm system. Um, it could, like I said, it could go a lot of ways. I, I think you're looking at ultimately like a, a team that could win seventy eight games and a team that could win eighty six, eighty seven games. It depends on how a lot of the young players do. And I think that's that's kind of the key to the season too is. They've got to see what they have in a lot of these younger players that are unproven, uh, but they think could, could play at the major leagues in, in some kind of role. So uh, the other, they brought in a crap ton of players when they traded Clev last year. You know, you, we got Naylor, who we like because he's a bigger feller. You know, got to have the big fellas, right? <laughs> and and he, but, runs, he runs well for a big guy. That's fun. I know. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what we like started <laughs> I do not run that well. <laughs> I've seen your blazing speed. I you put that Tom Brady jersey on. It, hey, once this wave starts going downhill, watch out. That's all it is. I can't stop, but I can run. Uh, 
So, with everybody that's come in and come out, the rotating door that we've had, is there still a chance for us to actually get into the postseason? With I know we still have a starting pitching. I mean, we still got Bieber. We still got a lot of young, really good pitching. And it seems like that's all the Indians are doing is just turning out starting pitchers just, like, nonstop. Like, it just seems like, like, oh, well, we'll bring the next guy up. He's going to throw a no-hitter. Oh, we're going to bring this guy up. He's going to get a shutout. Oh, we're going to bring this guy up. It seemed like since Corey Kluber, the Indians have just kind of just went straight pitching. And they're just, they're dominant in that. It doesn't look like any other major league team is kind of matching them with starting pitching. And if that's the case, why are they so good at it? Yeah, they seem to have found kind of a, a recipe for success. They they know the archetype. They know the kind of pitchers that they're good at developing. And that tends to be college players who throw a lot of strikes and they can just teach them to throw a few miles an hour harder. They might have, you know, a good uh, above average pitch and they can, you know, turn it a third pitch into something average. So they've definitely found a recipe for success. And I think the thing they do well is they, they prepare their pitchers for success at the major league level. They, they go in and they give their guys the tools to succeed at the major league level. They, they're so prepared when they come up and I, you know, you don't see a lot of guys in this rotation who make their debuts. You don't see them throwing the ball over the place. You don't see them come up and uh, walk in four guys in their first start and throwing wild pitches. Like if, if you notice the thing that they all have in common is when they come up and make their debuts, you know, they're around the strike zone. They might be giving up some hits, but you know, they're not putting guys on base. They're not all over the place. They know the game plan. They know how to succeed. The Dodgers have done a great job of starting pitching. I don't know. I, I mean, in terms of internal development, I don't know if anybody else has matched them quite there. But, yeah, it, as long as the pitching holds up in 2021, there's a shot they can make the playoffs. The big thing's going to be, you know, we know how good Shane Bieber can be, but you haven't seen Zach Plesak. You haven't seen Aaron Safali, Tristan McKenzie, and then a couple other guys at the end like Logan Allen, uh, Cal Quantrill. We have not so- seen those guys all pitch. 180, 200 innings in a season yet. That's going to be the big test. Is that does that give them the ability? Are those guys going to be good enough to pitch a full season and not lose anything? So we already know like the top three starters that we're going to have. We're going to please Sack, we're going to have Savali, we're going to have Bieber. All right. So you got McKenzie probably what the fourth spot. I don't Somewhere. know if he's going to make the rotation out of spring training. I would, I would be. If I was to make a bet right now, I would probably say he'll be in the minors to start the season because they're going to want to bring him along slowly, limit his innings, build him back up. Because remember, he missed all 2019 with a pair of injuries. Yeah, uh, He missed half of 2018. So I would bet right now uh, that he would not be on the Major League roster to start the season. I think he'll be back in the minors, which there's some breaking news right now saying that uh, there won't be a minor league season in April. Um, there will hmm. be a minor league season until May, so he'll be going to the alternate site okay. whenever that happens. So, can you do us a favor? Because we've seen him pitch, and we really like him. The boy's got to put on some weight. He, he you got to feed him some cheesesteaks or something to get that boy some. It looks like a stiff wind out of right is going to blow him off the mound. I worry about him. <laughs> I mean, the guy eats. Trust me, I know he visits Chipotle <laughs> a lot. I know the guy eats, and he's in the weight room constantly. I don't know if he just has like the world's fastest metabolism, but I assure you, 
I know he eats, okay. and I know he works out. I, I don't uh, know what it is. Like, when I watched him walk off the mound, I was like, what is this guy, 125 pounds? What's he going to throw? Yeah, he's, 100, saw... he's probably 160 on a good day. Hey, I see him throw the first <laughs> fastball, and I'm wow. like, never mind. I'm good. <laughs> so, I also wanted to bring up, and we have, so we did our starting five. I want to know, who's playing first for us this year? Because Santana's gone, right? Yeah, so it looks like right now in spring they're going to split the reps between Jake Bowers and Bobby Bradley at first base. They're going to send Josh Naylor to right field, get him comfortable out there. So the first base battle is going to come down to Jake Bowers and Bobby Bradley. Jake Bowers is out of options. So yes. if he doesn't make the team, you know, they got to either pass him through waivers or he's, you know, he's going to go somewhere else if somebody claims him. And if he doesn't make the team, I would bet he'll be claimed on waivers. So. We'll see how that battle goes, but that's what it's shaping up to be. Josh Naylor can play first base. I'm kind of surprised at at them doing this, but I guess it gives both of them a chance to make the team so they have, you know, options available. Well, you know, especially with Naylor, I mean, he's played outfield last year for us. It's kind of nice to actually have somebody in outfield that we don't have to platoon in like we have for the past few years. So in center field, we still got a toss up between a whole bunch of people, right? Yeah. So I, I would guess they haven't really said it officially, but Bradley Zimmer and Oscar Mercado are your two main center fielders competing for a job. Billy Hamilton's on the roster as a minor league invite in spring training. Uh, I guess if Zimmer and Mercado both look terrible in spring, then it'll, it could be Billy Hamilton. I know they have Ben Gamble on a minor league deal who's played some center field before, but By it's the not way, really his best position. I got to talk to you about that guy. Did that guy really spike <laughs> a Red Bull on his cleat and shotgun that thing? That's a real video, yeah. That exists. Okay. That's I, a real video. I told Brian I saw it. I'm like, just imagine what he could do with a beer. Like, I just yeah, like, look I'm at this guy. Oh, yeah. He, I watched that video and I had heart palpitations. Like, I, I don't drink energy drinks <laughs> because my heart just starts racing. And I watched that and my heart was racing from watching that. Brian, but it was awesome to watch. Yeah, he looked at the camera, Brian. He gives him a thumbs up, takes the Red Bull, uh -huh. spikes it on his cleat, on the backside of his heel, <laughs> pops the hole open, shotguns it. I was like, holy cow, this guy is crazy. <laughs> well, what, what were we hearing? Um, we just had a friend, uh, Jake, go down to Nashville, and he said one yeah. thing they did down there is they shotgun Red Bulls, and before they shotgunned it, they poured a shot of whatever vodka. you want. Vodka. Uh, tequila. It. Was it vodka? It was vodka. They a would shot do of vodka into a yeah. Red Bull, and then you shotgun it. They right? called it a pipe it, bomb. That's too crazy for me, man. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that, that's when I know I'm too old for the game. <laughs> So, so Justin, I, I have a couple questions, um, one pertaining to the present and one pertaining to the future. Um, just is there any way, what is the recipe? Because we've been so spoiled as Indians fans that they've competed every year and they seem to fall short in the playoffs, but at least they get to the playoffs. Is there any recipe for the Indians to get further than the first round of the playoffs? Because is it just the, a great, Tremendous starting pitching, four or five guys just tearing it up, or are there some young bats that are just waiting to pop? And if they can do that all together, then maybe we have a chance against the powerhouses in the American League. Yeah, I mean, they're going to continue, obviously, with, with building their team around the rotation. They know that's the best route for them to go. 
Uh, they've obviously, you know, they're very good at it, but the, the system is filled with a lot of bats. I think there's a chance they're going to find some really good young hitters for the first time in quite a while. Uh, it's just going to depend on how many make it through at once and they can kind of get them all paired together on the same roster, you know, kind of fit everybody in the window, you know, whoever the shortstop of the future is going to be, whoever's going to play first, second, uh, whoever's going to eventually succeed, you know, Roberto Perez behind the plate, you know, it's, it's about grouping those guys together and they have, they have a number of options in the minors that could be really good. They've just, they're at varying levels and they really have to find that right combination, right? Because, you know, we know they don't spend a ton of money in free agency and they might sign a couple free agents supplement the roster, but, They've really got to find their internal core offensively. I think they have enough prospects to do that. Uh, like I said, they're just they're young. They, they're kind of far away for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then it also in developing the bullpen internally. I mean, look at 2016. You know, that team came into the playoffs down Danny Salazar and Carlos Carrasco, Michael Brantley. And they mostly relied on Corey Kluber, Andrew Miller, Brian Shaw, and Cody Allen. So most of your innings came from four pitchers. Yeah. So right. they need to go back and they need to figure out how they can build their bullpen with it with, from within. And that starts with James Karinchak and Manuel Classe, and they have some other relievers that could be part of that as well. So you have to have a great bullpen in the playoffs and um, some healthy starters, even though they may, they got away with it that year. But you saw that was kind of the the way they are able to get through in game plan. They have not had that dominant bullpen since 2017. And it's, it, it's been good, but uh, not to that 2016, 2017 level. Well, speaking right. of that, uh, it came out that uh, Mr. Cody Allen retired, which was kind of a shock, but I, it happens with bullpen guys. It really does. But the one thing I wanted to ask you, I watched, uh, I watched Nick Whitgren on the big play refog show last night. I think they always do a live show on Monday night. And he was talking about Place and how fast that guy throws. He says he's warming up and he's throwing. He goes, "Oh, what was that on the gun?" It was like eighty-two, eighty-three. He said he's throwing like ninety-six as an easy throw. How fast can this guy throw? Because I mean, he's going to be our either setup or closer, right? Yeah, I don't know what his role is going to be. I'm not sure how they're going to play that out. Um, I don't know if they're going to have a defined closer. To be honest with you, I'm not, I think that's going. They're going to leave that up in the air. But yeah, he can throw. I mean, he throws 100 miles an hour. His cutter is like 98. A 98 mile an hour cut fastball is absolutely insane. Like Marion Rivera, who has the best cut fastball of all time, his was like, you know, 93, 94. Yeah. And this kid's throwing 90 uh, a ball 98, 99 miles an hour that you know tails in the last second, and he's got a, a 90, a 92 mile an hour slider. Like a power slider to go with it, it's absolutely insane. So it's kind of like an Andrew Miller slider he's got going on. Yeah, I mean, he throws it a lot harder. I don't think it's as wicked as, as Andrew Miller's was. Andrew Miller's was that side winding, yeah, you know, sweeping slider. I would say this is a harder slider that's going to have some late break. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, he essentially has the same pitch mix as Andrew Miller, except he throws a cutter uh, and not a four seam. The thing with the cutter is. Uh, it doesn't miss as many bats. You know, cutters are more toward, uh, geared towards uh, inducing ground balls. Yeah. Where, you know, so it's not a four-seamer. So he might not strike a lot of guys out, but uh, he's really good at keeping the ball in the ballpark and on the ground, which is, you know, always a good thing. So is there a... So, well, let, let me uh, ahead, just Brian. get my other question real quick. Um, if this season doesn't go as planned and, and 
we kind of find ourselves in rebuild mode after this year. Um, what's the state of our farm system? Are we talking top five farm system, top 10? Because I haven't heard too many um, polarizing figures, guys that we can bring up and try out other than, you know, we have our our guys that have been up and down, Zimmer, Bobby Bradley. Um, is there a guy down in double A, triple A that's just kind of waiting to break out? There's a lot of guys. First of all, I would probably say that you won't see a rebuild after this year, no matter what. I mean, if they had a horrible season, I suppose they could entertain offers for Jose Ramirez. You know, I, I, I don't know if they would do it. He's so under such a good contract and he's their best player. I don't see them doing it. I suppose they could entertain those offers. They're certainly not going to trade Shane Bieber. No, nothing that happens this year is going to force the trade of Shane Bieber. So, I, I really wouldn't worry about a rebuild. Like I said, they've been retooling for a couple of years. They've been retooling this roster and getting younger every year since 2018. So they're already just trying to fuse things to the next generation, I guess, rather than go through a whole tear down those 100 games. But there's a lot of guys in the minors. I mean, there's really nobody I would say this year will watch out for. I mean, Nolan Jones could be up this year in an outfield spot. It depends on how everybody else does in front of him. He's a natural third baseman, but um, I think the Indians are going to get him to the majors as an outfielder before because of Jose Ramirez, obviously. Daniel Johnson's a, a good young outfielder. Who, That's, who uh, That's who Joe Bear talked to us about was Daniel mm-hmm. Johnson. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's he's an interesting player. I don't know if he's a full-time player. He's a guy you could probably put in right field, and uh, he'll play good defense. He's got a great throw, a tremendous throwing arm. He's fast. He's got some power. I think he'd be a great split, uh, platoon split with Jordan Luplo in right field. But, you know, like I said, they're putting Jordan uh, Josh Naylor in right field. So right. there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of opportunity there. I'm just trying to think of hitter, like in the way of hitters, like I said, a lot of their guys are are, are kind of below double A at this point. So maybe mm-hmm. I wouldn't say Tyler Freeman this year. I would say next year you might see Tyler Freeman. He's a real throwback player. Um, okay. makes a lot of contact and uh, runs well, doesn't strike out at all. Really fun, energetic player, smiles a lot, kind of like the shortstop the Indians used to have. So <laughs> I think fans will like him. I could see him uh, being up next year. He's a, he's a really exciting player. I do think we'll connect with the fans. Perfect, perfect. Cool. I got one more question before we get off here, and it is a quick, easy question. Uh, who's on the hot seat this year? There's always one person that everybody kind of gets upset about. Is it Jake Bowers at first base because he's got no more options? Or who's the one guy that we think will be up that will not be up anymore? If Bradley Zimmer makes the team, it's kind of a a put up or shut up year for him. That's if, you know, if he makes the club out of spring training, which I wouldn't be surprised if he does. So, you know, if he doesn't do well this year, it's, it's not a good sign for him. He's 28. Yeah, Jake Bowers for sure. He's out of options. Other than that, those are probably the two you no know, guys that we gotta kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean those are the two guys that I think could you know could be out of the organization by the end of the year, or, or in Jake Bowers' case, um, if he doesn't make the team, he could be out of out of off the roster by spring again of spring training. Wow, I wouldn't say anybody else really. I mean, every every I mean I know there's a lot of spots up for grabs, but. It's a lot of young players. I mean, Cesar Hernandez at second base is a veteran. You know, if things don't go well 
during the regular season, they could trade him. But yeah, everybody else kind of, I mean, it's kind of a young team. Ahmed Rosario, if he plays shortstop out of the gate and doesn't do well, I'm not sure what his future holds. So I would, I would add, I would add him to the rock, uh, that group is Ahmed Rosario. I think he's got to have a good year to prove where his future is going to go. All right. All right. Perfect. Well, we're going to keep you on with us because, uh, we have a special thing, and I hope you can hear the sounder because we get excited about it. So, Brian, you ready for the sounder? Let's hear it. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. And it is time for Fat Boy Tuesday. We're going to keep Justin on with us because we are going to talk some special foods. You've been to Rubber Ducks. You've been to Captains. You've been to a whole bunch of minor league parks. And we want to talk to you about some obscure feuds foods that you have seen that can blow our mind like i was telling you beforehand when you came on here i know a place that does the uh the helmet with the ice cream sundae goes into a batting helmet it's like 30 dollar ice cream sundae like this thing is massive so you said the the rubber ducks and the captain's got some really good food going on is there any other places that you know kind of like that that you know would intrigue our fat boy instincts when we go to a game and just have some fun with it if you ever got to Syracuse, they've got a whole bunch of different hot dogs out there. Like they have, you know, a lot of conies. Um, they have something called a garbage plate. I don't know if you know what gar- that would be Rochester. Oh, you, that, you know, what's what Look is that no, face no, no. light up? He's I know. Of the Hold on. What plate. is on a garbage plate? <laughs> uh, it's it's everything. It's like a, it's I think it's a Rochester thing. Maybe not a uh, a Syracuse thing. So maybe I'm thinking of Rochester, but um, it's. It's exactly like it sounds. Like you could throw fries, pork, something fried. I mean, basically they just they they take a plate or a um, one of those to go boxes and they just load it up with um, all kinds of random stuff. Like if they just pile it on, it just piles on food. Like they'll give oh. you a selection of things to throw on there. You could get anything you want, like taco meat or pulled pork or oh, good lord, uh, I'm feeling a heart chicken. flutter. <laughs> oh, that's it's amazing! Awesome. You, can't, you can't get him that excited. We don't have the defibrillator <laughs> on hand yet. No, that's that's amazing. That you know, because a lot of them, like we went to, I took my kids to, um, oh, not to Captains. What's up here with the uh, Lake Erie Crushers? Mm-hmm. We went there for a game with my kid. My kids were really little, so they didn't care. They went to the jump house. But, like, the food there, like, the food at these minor league parks are really, really good. And, you know something? For a great show, to sit out on a patio and have a couple of drinks and watch a game, they're fun to go to. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the the most competitive brand of baseball, but it's interesting. And they do put on a good a good product, usually. And they, they, I mean, I don't know if you get your diehard baseball fans there, but, like, the Crusher Stadium is nice and it's low maintenance as far as the uh, field's concerned, which is cool. Yeah, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how players feel about playing on that turf, but yeah. you know, I, I don't think there's a bad seat. And I've been to one game there, but that was we actually uh, ten years, maybe ten years ago. What's really funny is we actually ended up sitting behind the bullpen area, and I, I, I all I did was start laughing because all the pitchers there and the setup catcher were all making bets on how many strikeouts the starter was going to get, and I'm sitting there like. I'm laughing. I'm like, can I get five on this too? And they're like to me, like, what? I'm like, no, I want five on that guy. 
They're, they were even betting on the guy going in next. Like, who's going to get the next pull in to go into the game? I'm like, what is going on with you guys? You guys are a whole different breed out here. I got to hang out with you guys more often. They're all trying to make money because they don't get paid while they're at that level. Right. <laughs> they're all just trying to supplement their salary by gambling. Um, if you've been to Akron, like you were talking about that, that ice cream helmet, it's got like a pound of ice cream or something crazy in there. Akron's also got this, uh, hot dog. It's like a, a bratwurst, a hot dog, and then, uh, what's another kind of hot dog? I'm thinking, I'm, I'm blanking on the name. Kabasa? Kabasa? Yeah, that that's sausage? what it is. Yeah, so they have, they have that fused into one hot dog. It's like, at least a, it's like a foot long, maybe a little bit more. They have that fused together, and the captains have that crazy fish sandwich. It's like the I gotta look up the name real quick, um, but it's like a, a super long sandwich that they have some sort of contest for eating, and it's it's like two dip fish fillets. I don't know, it's crazy. Like it's oh, it's the man. biggest chick, biggest fish sandwich you ever seen in your life. And oh, I, I don't know if, if anybody has completed it yet. I think it's pretty. I don't think anybody's eaten the whole thing yet. We might have to make a trip. We might have to. Make Ooh, a we trip. might have to make a trip. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's your what's your favorite thing to get when you go to a ballpark? Is I don't it? Know, I'm kind of simple. I like. I just like fries and peanuts. Really, I, I'm very simple when I go to the ballpark. There's some stuff at the Indians game at the Indian Stadium. Uh, was it a couple of years? I mean, we have, we were obviously weren't there last year as fans because uh, there was no fans in the stands. But in 2019, they had this chicken shack that was open behind the bleachers, and it had I a know. spicy chicken sandwich. I and know exactly what you're talking my, my, about. Yeah, my favorite my favorite thing is is uh, spicy chicken or like chicken and waffles. And they had the spicy chicken sandwich, and it was one of the best things I've ever had. So, are you you're from you graduated from Akron, correct? Yep. Okay, so are you from Northeast Ohio? Yep. East Sider since my entire life. East Sider your entire life. All right. So we got to find out, because you were talking about chicken waffles and barbecue with me earlier. And we got to, let's hit up some of your places that you go to the East Side. Because we, I, Brian is South Side, he's in Medina. And both mm-hmm. Vinny and I are West Side. I'm in North Homestead and Vinny is in uh, Ridgeville slash Homestead Falls, right? That's correct, Yeah. Yeah. So you got you got what's with the east side that we could go to to have a good time and have a good food? Any, I mean, you can go anywhere in downtown Willoughby to find good food. If you want, like, if you like chicken and waffles, I would say the best place in the east side I've ever had chicken and waffles is uh, in downtown Willoughby. It's a place called Soul. It's it was by far the best chicken waffles I ever had in my life. But I, I like I. I joke with my girlfriend all the time. We go out to eat. If we go out to a restaurant, if they have it on the menu, I have to order it. Like I always, I go everywhere. And if it's on the menu, I will get it. I, my mind's made up. I have to try everybody's uh, chicken and waffles. So Seoul is the best place for that. But there's, there's some good barbecue places uh, out here. I'm trying to think. The one that Joe Thomas, I think, has steak in just opened in Menor. That's supposedly good. I haven't been there yet, though. But uh, mm-hmm. that's why I'm right. Really do you know they, was that City Mission or? What what? Yeah, Mission City Mission, Barbecue. Mission, yeah. Mission, yeah, Mission Barbecue. Yeah, I we haven't had it yet either, so we I gotta try it. Like yeah, we have good things. We have. Oh, we're running out of time. Awesome, I love Zoom. Shoot. All right, well that's all right. I mean, we we got what we wanted, right? 
Um, is there anything, Justin, that you want to ask us? Anything at all? You can ask us anything because we're fat guys. We love food. We love the Indians. I do, at least. Bryce, Bryce, a mediocre fan, depending on if they're good. Oh, get out of here! I love the Indians. <laughs> I don't follow them like I used to, but um, yeah, I, I've been at all the big games that we've had. So, is there is there one special Indians moment that you know you have that sears in your head? And he's thinking, I got a good one right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm wrecking. I mean, I've, I've been to a lot of baseball games, truly, in my, in my short life. It's, uh, you know, the, the bug game against Java Shame, you know, Java Shame oh, yes. Yankees in 07. Lo- that sticks the out. Bitches. And then <laughs> if you remember in 2013, uh, the Jason Giambi walk off home run against the White Sox, that was the second one. It was at, Right before the end of the season, they won in that ten game winning streak. Yeah, I was at that game, and it was I was still in college, and it That's... was absolutely insane. I mean, half the ballpark left. Like Chris Perez blows the lead in the top of the ninth, and the top of the ninth inning, uh, they go down to the bottom of the ninth, down two runs, and then everybody leaves, and then Michael Brantley gets a hit. And I, I remember standing on the uh, the left field home run porch, and a bunch of people were talking about how like Jason Giambi was up, and like I hope he gets a hit, I hope he walks, or you know, I'm like. It was two outs, and I'm like, no, the game's over right here. Either Jason Giambi strikes out, or he hits a home run to win the game, and that's it. And then he hit the home run, and the place people so, who were left went nuts. So that was the fun experience. So yeah. the, the one that that exact one that you're talking about, I joke around about all the time at with Bry, as he's just sitting there drinking a, a thing of scotch, smoking a cigar, and going, "It's all right, Tito, <laughs> I got this," and just walks up and crushes one. Like that's the one that went straight into the. Uh, Right into the pine trees there in center field, right? No, this one was the bullpen in right field. Oh, okay. He hit a, a walk-off homer against the White Sox, like, I want to stay in July. So he did it twice to them that year. Yeah. I, the all same I pitcher, do, I'm pretty sure. All I could do is laugh watching him hit it because he didn't play any that entire season, just pitch hit every now and then. I'm like, eh, here he comes. Put down the cigar, old man. Come in and hit. All right. <laughs> I was, he was, I was at the... There was an infamous game against the uh, Mariners, I think it was, during the regular season, and we were down like fourteen to two or fourteen to three, and it was like a game in August or some some weeknight game in the summertime, and we left in like the seventh inning, and it's about a forty-five minute drive from downtown Cleveland to Medina. When we got home, it was still the seventh inning, and the Indians had scored like six or seven runs, and I'm just kicking myself the whole time. <laughs> Never leave that the game a- early. That was the uh, that was the infamous right. comeback. Yeah, it was right. That was on Sunday Night Baseball. I remember yeah. that game. My, oh, okay. My dad was at gotcha. that game. Yeah, I had. I think I don't know what I work or school the next morning. I had to get to, so I'm like, yeah, let's go. This game's over, and man, I wish I would have stayed. All right, Brian. We got. Well, kick- you weren't the only one. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> good to know. Well, Brian, we got to kick Justin off of here. Justin, why don't you? So you do the IndiansBaseballInsider.com. dot com. Uh, you're also on Twitter. If you want to throw out your Twitter handle or anything you're working on right now, go ahead. This is your time. Go ahead, bud. <laughs> sure. Anybody listening can follow me at JL underscore Baseball. Uh, I will give you a caveat that uh, I do tweet a lot. I think I have like. Over a hundred thousand tweets since I've been on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, one hundred fifty-two thousand tweets. So be prepared if you follow me. I do tweet a lot. Um, but yeah, if you want to go to IndiansBaseballInsider.com, we are right in the middle of our 
uh, top prospect rankings. Um, we rank, we did a top 70 this year and we have scouting reports on all 70. I think we've gotten through 30 to this point. So we still have the top, uh, 40 to go. And, uh, yeah, go check those out because we're, we're doing those every day. And if you want to get to know the Indians prospects and minor leaguers, I think that's the best way to do it. I, I think, I mean, I'm biased, but I think, uh, we cover the Indians minor league system as good as, as you'll find out there. All right. But thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate you coming on and check him out, please, because his stuff is really good. I watched the, uh, you were so excited to hear the, uh, crack of the bat that you, you wrote out on Twitter, like, it's so nice to hear the back crack and baseball being back on. So it's signs that springs here. So Justin, thank you so yeah. much for coming on with us. And we'd love to have you again if you would ever wanted to. Yeah, I'm, I'm always available. Definitely. Thanks for having me. Give my best to, to Joe. All right. Thank you so much, bud. Thank that, you, Justin. That was See you guys. Justin Latta. And you can find him at the, oh, good Lord, IndiansBaseballInsider.com, not S. And, uh, hey, it's great show. I love having guys on like that because just their knowledge is unreal. So it was, it was really nice having them on. So, and you gave us a little bit of hope for the Indians this year, right, bud? Yeah, it, it's, for me, it's awesome because as a sports fan, your attention is drawn to so many different things at different times of the year. And we're finally starting to get into the spring, like you said, and, I don't know a whole lot about the Indians, their roster, what to expect from them. I know the big names we have coming back, but, um, yeah, those prospects, I, I would love to know more about them for sure. All right. Well, we'll have him back on, hopefully. I mean, I hope he had fun with us. I think he did. Well, Brian, sure. let's quickly do the trivia first so I don't forget the trivia. Okay. All right. So let's quickly do that, and then we're going to have to pause and kind of reboot. All right? Okay. All right. So give me that trivia question. So, the trivia is, I'm looking for the one college university that won a title in both basketball and football in the same calendar year. Uh, that would be the Florida Gators, right? Man, you're good. Yeah. So, How do you remember that? Well, because I pissed on the sign to Gainesville when I went to Florida that year to play golf with my dad. I know exactly what year that was. That was the year that they lost. Ohio State lost the national championship to him. Then they lost the mm-hmm. championship game to him. So, yes, I remember that year. Oh, Greg Odom was a center. Conley was a point guard. I remember everything, Bryce. So, thanks for bringing that up. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, to yeah, you. you didn't mean to do that to me at all. That's completely <laughs> fine. That's completely fine. So, uh, Vinny, will you consult him for me a little bit, please? No, we're going to just a little. Just a little. We're going to pause this for a second, get ready to do our top three, all right? All right, big fella, we are back after our pause, and we got to do our top three today. So let me play that jiggle for us, Bri. All right. It is the Fat Boy top three. All right, so I am going to go first on this one because I made it up so you guys can take your time. So... Since we talked about Outrageous Foods with Justin Latta, about the helmet mm-hmm. with the ice cream and everything else, I want your top three Outrageous Foods, all right? And this is either places or things you've heard of that you want to try, you know, and go forward. So my number three 
And ding. Uh, my number three is the 72-ounce steak. I would love to go to Texas. I think it's in Texas. And try right. the 72-ounce steak. All right? It just, <laughs> hey, I don't know what it is about it. I, I just, I, I got to try it. Cause I, Could you finish half of it? I I could probably eat the steak, but nothing else. Okay. So, so is I, there is there more to it? Yeah, because you got to do a baked potato and uh, like uh, a salad and something else. Like you got to eat the whole thing. The okay. other one that I'm kind of interested in, which is my number two, is I saw this on what was it? Um, the TLC show with uh, the fat guy. Uh, he's not even fat. He tries all the challenges. Thousand pound sisters. Not thousand pound sisters. Man, <laughs> Man versus food. Man versus food. Oh, uh, he okay. went to a place. I think it was in Michigan that had a burger that fed fifty people. Wow. 50. Yeah, you brought your group of 50, okay? And if you finish that burger, you got a t-shirt. Like, this thing was huge. Like There's it, no way it's good. It doesn't matter if it's good or not, as long as you can uh, eat okay. it. All right. All right. I got you. You're, you're killing me here. You think the three of I'm us sorry. could take that? I think we could. I don't think we could. <laughs> I don't and know. And, this is right up your alley. Also, okay. on that show, I saw a place where you got to kill off what they call, I think it was a Godzilla pizza. It was you and one oh. other person. You each got to okay. pick what toppings you wanted on it, but two people had to finish this pizza within like a 45-minute span. And if mm-hmm. I ever have to do that, I am going with you because that thing looked like the size of a queen-size bed. Holy crap. Yeah, like it no was thanks. it was huge. Wow. So I'm going to go for, I'm going to go over here to Vinny. My cousin Vinny, give me your top 3 because we talked about this. You're all excited about it. You know what I am? Um Melt Bar and Grill. Oh yeah, Melt's got that Melt challenge. Yeah, they do. So the the, the challenge behind it is defeat the monster grilled cha- uh the grilled cheese loaded with 13 cheeses, 3 slices of grilled bread and a pile of hand-cut fries and, and slaw. Over five pounds of food. Yeah, you're not going to poop for like four days after that, right? Right, all that cheese. Like, holy <laughs> cow. I know. That is, holy, hey, what's what's that, Bob? How many heart attacks is that for you? What is that, a baker's dozen? Like, that's exactly where you're at with that thing. I, holy you cow. Know, I agree, that is a lot uh, of cheese. All right, give me number two. I, I would follow it up. <laughs> that's your number three? That, that wow. was my number three. Wow. I, I, you know, I am way more of a sweets guy than anything else. And, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the ice cream in the bowl and stuff like that, or the helmets and stuff. Um, Sweet Moses Soda Fo- uh, Soda Fountain and Treat Shop over on Detroit Avenue. They There was a challenge there. Ten scoops of ice cream, one scoop of each house made flavor, topped with hot fudge, warm caramel, Marshmallow cream, pecans, candy sprinkles, whipped cream, and cherries. Your choice of two additional toppings served on the side. So there's that wow. one that's available too. I think <laughs> I can take that cow. one easily. Ugh. Jeez. Brian, you feeling good over there, bud? No, not okay. really. Right. When Friendly's was over on, on Bagley, oh, I, love I used to get the crowd pleaser. Oh, good Lord. Ju- just me. So, I don't I mean, know. What is the crowd pleaser? Yeah, that, that was, oh, geez, that was like 10 scoops of ice cream. 
That was 10 scripts of ice cream. It was made kind of like a banana split style, if okay, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, I know exactly so, what you're talking oh, about now. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think it was huge. All right, give me your number one. My number one is actually a challenge that I did participate in. And uh, it was at um, Casa Vins um, over... Of course. Yep. Casa and Vins in Olmstead Falls. In Olmstead Falls, yep. At your house? And, yeah. And, uh, yep. And it was it was a pierogi eating contest. I think we talked about it just a <laughs> little his, bit on the air with once. his nephew, his yep. nephew, his brother, and oh, himself. Right. That's right. And we it was a pierogi eating contest. My sister, God love her, she was uh, she was the cook for it. You know, we do them all boiled. So she was on on the next round for us throughout. And uh, I ended up, I made the competition with with my nephew who was ten at the time. Um, that I could out eat him by, by double. So I, I couldn't believe it. I'm glad we bought enough pierogies so that we could actually finish the challenge. Um, we started out where he ate 10. I, uh, my brother ate 20 and my, and I ate 30 at that point or something like that. And we, but we graduated, I remember the ending results, and I, I ended up tying him because I, I couldn't believe it. Dom actually, my brother, he tapped out at eating 30 pierogies. 30? Hold on, wait for this. Yeah. A 10-year-old. Yeah. 10-year-old no. at the time. Listen to this. The, these were Mrs. T's pierogies, too, okay? So they were... they were the big ones. You know, they're not like the minis <laughs> or anything like that. Dom ate 23 pierogies. Goodness. I couldn't believe it. I had to play some psychological games just to get him to quit. <laughs> I was looking at him. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I can eat anymore. I think I'm going to bow out. And he, you know, he was like, after like three more pierogies because the final standings were he ate 20, I ate 30 and, or uh, he ate 20. My brother ate 30 and I ate 40 was where we took a quick break. And, Sheesh. I like we did this all within I don't know maybe an hour hour and a half. Yeah, it was so. Hey, I had to pick him up after this. I had to wheel him to the car. Oh yeah, gave him the car. I'm like, what? What do you want to eat today? He goes, I don't want to talk about food. Yeah, I don't want to talk about food at all. I was I I, well, I don't remember what I was drinking that night. It, it wasn't anything carbonated. No, it was some it kind was, of uh, was, <laughs> smeared off drinks or yeah. something oh, like that. Anything non-carbonated. I had a shoot pool still that night, and uh, and I also had a, another meeting to go to before that. Oh, what a night! But terrible, terrible I, idea. I ate forty-six pierogies that night. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In an hour and a half. Yeah. About an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> One yeah. every two minutes. My goodness. Yep. All right, Big Brad. It's time for your top three. <laughs> yeah. Well, since we were talking with Justin about um. Uh, minor league baseball stuff. There's one that I've never had, and I don't know how because it sounds phenomenal. It's the burger with the donut as the bun. Oh yeah, I'm sure you've heard of it. Oh yeah, have you ever had it or made it? I've never house? had it. I've never had it. I've never no. tried to cook it because I'm fat. I'm going to start putting donuts and burgers together. Why not? Why yes. not? I already did I mean, it with pancakes and venison things. burgers. That was a horrible idea. Oh, that's true. Cereal and orange juice is a bad idea. Yeah, that's a bad idea, too. I did that one. 
I ran out of that. I put that in just for uh, for some minor minor league baseball flair. My okay. number two is a restaurant that we've talked about that I don't think you've ever been to, but it's down in Columbus. Is it Thurman's? It is. No. Oh, I've never been to Thurman's. Uh, it's PJ's. It's like off a of side street off of Maine. Oh, we have talked about that place. That place has got some and crazy food. They just throw a bunch of like appetizers and fried food onto a bun, and they call it a sandwich. And I was when I had it, I was a little overserved, and so <laughs> I could only finish maybe half. Finish the rest for breakfast the next morning, but like uh, Vinny, this place they put mozzarella sticks, mac and cheese, provolone cheese wedges, Italian sausage, uh, uh, bread chicken and mushrooms, fingers. chicken fingers. And then they douse it in a sauce and they give it to you. Like it, wow. you, it's your choice of whatever you want on this thing. And they got a whole bunch of different stuff. Like they even got like the pizza bite one where they take the pizza rolls with the marinara sauce. Wow, like it, it's it's unreal, amazing. unreal what this it's, place does with food. All right, just a bunch of garbage onto a. It's a heart attack. It's seriously, it it's it's a heart attack on a sandwich. Is what it they're is. serving. Oh, yeah. When you're drunk, you love that kind of food. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Or or something else. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, well let's be honest. Or stuff, something else. <laughs> Funyuns might and be involved so, then. My number one is a little anticlimactic because Vinny took it. It's the melt challenge. I just I, right. I can't wrap my head around that much cheese. And I'd, how can you buy that? That's yeah. crazy. That but is that, like you crazy. said, you, you're not going to poop for a week. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. That's too much cheese. You know, Ronnie's no. done it, right? That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. but I, we also I proof of we that. also I believe it. Hey, we also watched Ronnie down like a forty eight dollars worth of Arby's one day at lunch. So yeah, eh, to each his own, huh? Hey. Well, he, he had the belly buster last week, and he said like, well, "That's it." Well, he also like, had a whole sheet of nachos too. A yeah, whole he could do that two or three of them. <laughs> yeah. So, How's he under like 300 pounds? I have no idea. I have no idea 250. either. 250. He, he might not even be 200 pounds. It's, it's unreal. It's like that Vinny. Kid. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. All right, boys. We're here at the end of the show. First off, find us at Ham Illegal. Find us also on our Facebook page or YouTube channel at Illegal Ham in the Face. You can find that fat guy on Twitter at I am that fat guy. Um, and you can also check out, I'm going to have Gardena's stuff on Johnny boys, uh, donations. Please help him out with the yep. wounded warrior project. Cause we do support our troops. We really do. Um, also check out Justin Latta who was on with us at JL underscore baseball. He, he's got some great stuff coming out. He's a really nice guy. And so glad that he came on with us. And other than that, boys, I think that's it, right? Oh, first yeah, responders. So. Forgot about the first responders. That's my fault. We love our first responders. All right. It's time. Vinny, say good night. Hey, have a good night, everybody. Big Bri, God bless him. Yep. God bless you. God bless America. I am that fat guy. We are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we're out. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Oh, you know, man. Oh, you know, man. Oh, you know, man. Oh, you know, man.